So the bad news is the Columbus Blue Jackets lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Good news is the game is over. It doesn't appear that anyone is going to be uh, seriously hurt by the antics of last night. The bad news is that the Blue Jackets have to play them again tomorrow. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Foster, I am your host, and uh, I am super glad that you are all here with me to, uh, well, not enjoy talking about the Blue Jackets because last night was uh, not the most fun that we've ever had, but I'm glad that you were all here to uh, enjoy this podcast. Hopefully, thank you for making this your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day if you are joining me over on YouTube. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available out on all podcast platforms, and also if you're not watching this on video, you can. We are on YouTube. We have been for about a month and a half now. It's been... Uh, been pretty fun so uh make sure you go on over there and hit subscribe on youtube and uh help a help a guy out today we're going to talk about the game last night against the tampa bay lightning which uh again not not the most fun that we've ever had watching a tampa bay blue jackets game and uh, we're also going to do another prospect profile. We're going to be sitting down with Patrick Rexel talking a little bit about another Swedish prospect that is coming up in a minute. But first, we have to talk about the game. And honestly, I feel like this is like the third game in a row where the Blue Jackets have allowed to get a goal in the first five minutes. And I've just kind of been like, well, here we go again. You know, um, Nikita Kucherov, because of course it was Nikita Kucherov. Scores to make it one nothing. A minute thirty seven into the first period, um, Oliver Bjorkstrand briefly gives us hope by scoring his twenty sixth of the season. Uh, just under three minutes in on the power play, no less, which is uh, cool and fun. Uh, Zach Wierenski, I believe that is a career high in points for him. I want to say forty eight points he's at, which is third most in Blue Jackets history for uh, single scoring by a defenseman. So that's cool and neat. Um, what wasn't cool and neat was uh, basically immediately after that, he took a puck to the face and just started pouring blood. Um, he has taken a puck to the face before that horrible injury against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs a few years back. He's had two documented concussions this calendar year alone, and it's only April 27th. So uh, him getting hit in the face does not fill me with a ton of joy, even though he did return for the second period. Not uh, not the most confidence I've ever had in the concussion spotters, I'm not going to lie. Um, and then from there, Steven Stamkos took over. A four-point night for Steven Stamkos. Uh, he hit 100 points on the season for the first time ever. Uh, Nikita Kucherov also had a four-point game because, sure, why not? Uh, two goals from Steven Samkos, one on the power play, one at even strength, and then Andre Palat puts the dagger in, makes it 4-1 to one at 14.53 of the third period. 
that would be game. Um, a lot of the the beat reporters, and I kind of agree with this. Um, a lot of them talked about well, this wasn't as uneven as the score would seem to would seem to say. Uh, the Blue Jackets, however, were outshot, thirty-two to twenty-one. Uh, they were they had more hits. The Tampa Bay Lightning had twenty-five blocked shots, which uh, it does kind of give the impression that it was probably a little bit more of an even playing field. Because if you take blocked shots into account, uh, the Blue Jackets would have had uh, forty-six. Shots on goal to the Tampa Bay's 40, if you take into account the eight block shots that Columbus had. But uh, just, I don't know, this was what I expected. Uh, I tweeted about this a little bit before the game. There was like, you know, my hopes are that no one gets hurt, which, check. Or like, what's the anti, what's the opposite of a check? Like, uh -uh. big, big red flashing X on that one. Uh, Elvis did not allow more than five goals, which will take that as a victory. And uh, Ken Johnson did not score, although he came pretty close. Uh, that second power play unit continues to look good. The uh, the kid unit with um, Johnson, Sillinger, Chidikov, Blankenberg, and uh, I believe Jake Bean was the, the fifth guy out there, like, looked... Uh, Looked pretty good. It was good to see Ken Johnson get more ice time as well. Uh, he had just under 12 and a half minutes as opposed to the eight minutes he got against Edmonton. That is kind of, that is more of what I want from Ken Johnson. Um, Brad Larson, are you listening? You know, um, Blankenberg had a little bit lower ice time. Uh, however, he did jump up to that first line pairing with that Gwaranski when the, they both left due to, well, I, we assume injury for Blankenberg. It might have been a, an equipment issue. Um, also for Blankenberg, he was credited with eight hits on the night because, like, once again, no one has told this kid that he is not five foot eight. Like, he doesn't seem to know that. He thinks he's six foot six um, and he plays like it, which is just super fun. Uh, the only other Blue Jacket with more than three hits was Dean Kukan, who had four. So he doubled up on the next highest hitting player on the Blue Jacket. So, you know, good good for him. Um, just uh, once again, the young players continue continue to impress. Um, I, would have liked, I would have liked to see some of them get on the score sheet. Uh, you know, I think Ken Johnson is really kind of pushing for that goal. You know, the first one, uh, he had a shot on goal. Uh, was even on the night, which is, you know, pretty good. Uh, had one block, which is not something I expected from with uh, with Ken Johnson. But, hey, I'll take it. So, uh, he is still kind of, it looks like he's figuring things out. He's putting things together as he goes. You know, that first goal is going to come. Uh, he's got two, two games left. Uh, of the season and then it will you know roll over into technically i think his rookie season uh, next season so we'll see if he manages to get it done before then if he doesn't i'm not worried like i said he's doing all of the right things uh he has not necessarily been put in the best position to succeed i don't think uh he was on the fourth line for a bunch of last night which i did not agree with and did yell on twitter at brad larson about it because what are we even doing here you're playing tampa bay uh, who are one of the cup favorites. The season is basically done. You know, why are we not playing Ken Johnson as much as possible? Even if you want to limit his minutes, like give him real line mates, you know, no discredit to 
Brendan Gorns and Carson Meyer, who have you know done well in the limited minutes that they've had. Um, put them in the top. Put them in the top six. Put them up there. Like, why? What are we even doing here? Um, but beyond beyond all that, I don't think it was as even a game as a lot of people were saying. It looked pretty even, but the underlying all of the underlying stats and everything, you know, Tampa Bay is the better team, and that shows, and it extremely shows when you're playing a. Uh, semi-broken and very tired and very young Blue Jackets team who have, once again, a ton of injuries uh, and were missing, you know, Gorensky for a chunk of the game. Uh, Andrew Peak, I believe, was missing for a chunk of the game. And Nick Blankenberg missed a chunk of the game. So, like, all things considered, it could have been a lot worse, frankly. Um, I'm not going to get too much into the next game because we literally just finished playing them and it's the same team. Uh, I assume that Kucherov and Stamkos will continue to feast on the Blue Jackets uh, like they did in this game. It was not as bad as the 7-2 loss the last time. So, hey, I'll take it. Progress, question mark. Um, I don't think they're going to win this next game, but stranger things have happened. Um, so in a minute, we're going to go to Prospect Corner. We're going to go back there. Uh, I sat down this weekend with Patrick Baxell to talk about a few of the Swedish prospects. So we are going to talk about another one of those in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you about HelloFresh because they are one of the newest sponsors of the Lockdown Network. And I was super excited to find this because I am a HelloFresh customer. I have been for a long time uh, with HelloFresh. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. The ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive super fresh. You don't have to go to the grocery store or the farmer's market. It's all about convenience. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned, so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but they have options like family-friendly or quick and easy to uh, get meals on the table in a snap that are delicious, nutritious, and filling. Like I said, I'm a huge HelloFresh fan. I have been using them on and off for about five years now, so I am very, very uh, happy to say that I am endorsing HelloFresh. And here's the best bit. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16, use code LockedOn16, you can get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. But I want to talk about, uh, I want to move on and talk a little bit about uh, a different prospect, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about Noah Osland, who, correct me if I'm wrong, is, uh, had a really... Obviously, Sweden did not have a great game yesterday, but I feel like Osland was one of the few bright spots. Well, the- I, did, I didn't even watch the game, because uh, <laughs> obviously I was having uh, uh, Chaco and tequilas. <laughs> so... Uh, it sounds like you the right Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, don't drink and drive, kids, whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, that's why I had it at my place, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. I think it's uh, really uh, one of those players. He's smart. He's crafty. At this level, I don't think his size is going to be that kind of a difference. Uh, he he is five ten. I'm I'm expecting him to grow into uh, a bit 
of that. So so maybe add two inches by the time it reaches NHL. Um, good balance. That's what that's what I think is is very interesting with him, um, because you usually see smaller players get tossed around a bit, and I don't see that really with him. Uh, he's uh, smart, agile, good vision. I, I haven't been able to catch the, the glimpses I've caught shows hockey IQ. I'm not sure how high that reaches, but obviously he starts from a higher end because he is a center. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I do like him a lot. I really do. And, and uh, we, we have so many short players in the NHL right now. So I don't think that, that he should fall just because of that. No, I more more short players. I'm I am uh, as a goalie who is like five ten on a good day. I'm a big fan of of short shorter hockey players. But um, you you compared Lekaraki to Elias Pettersson, obviously. Is there yeah. an NHL comparable for um, Osland or no? Not not to the same degree because he doesn't have that kind of shot, and I think that's where it comes in. And also remember. Um, he starts as a center, whereas uh, Pedersen started as a winger as well. Uh, and everyone know what was going to happen. It was like Ovechkin, but in the other circle, more or less. And and you know what was going to happen, and it just happened. Um, I think that, you know, who could be more comparable? I don't know. Um I really, maybe a Suzuki kind of player, being a Montreal pro, um, guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see a bit of Suzuki in him. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I wouldn't be mad about having Nick Suzuki on my team. So that, I don't think anyone would be uh, with the with the development he has had. But it's so lazy to go. Uh, what one thing with laziness, and I'm part of it, obviously with Elias Patterson and, and, and Lekemeki, but you, you choose this player that is from the same country. Go for a player that you know actually fits the skill more, and I think you, you can see. But let's also remember it took Suzuki quite a bit to get to where he is. You cannot draft him and expect uh, him to be a Suzuki from the start. And I think that's sort of what Twitter, the Twitter swear, and the blogger swear, <laughs> and the the comment swear, and sometimes the media swear as a general uh, forgets that it takes time to get there, it, and if it takes two years, four years, or, or even longer, if, if you have a player that plays, what, 100 NHL games, you've probably done a good draft. Um, you're obviously from England, and uh, I've been in England, and I fell in love with rugby, and there is this small, shitty country at the opposite end of the world that is famous for its rugby team, and they never let anyone f- stop playing rugby. And uh, New Zealand has this thing where suddenly... At, for, for the World Cup, they have some 27-year-old you never heard about um, because he's played in, the, in, in their league and suddenly he's, he's so good. And, and development takes different time for different players. And you can't really give up on someone because they're 20 and hasn't scored a goal in a while. In a minute, I'm going to talk a little bit more with... Patrick about prospects, but first I've got to tell you about Rock Auto. With every increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your 
Google chain autopilot to stock all the parts you need. Why would you enjoy pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? They choose the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. Why don't you just stay at home, stay on your couch? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving DIYers for over 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low no matter who you are. They've got everything from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com probably sells it. So go explore the ECTU's website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to all parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, I mean, isn't it Suzuki even 25 yet? Like, I feel like there's... He's 21, 22? Yeah, like, he's yeah. He's, he's still a kid. Like, and that's yeah. that's the thing that I... And I am guilty of it as well, of being like, man, this, this kid's been in the league forever. How has he still not reached his potential? And, like, I kind of... I'm better at it now, but, like, for last season, I was super critical of Patrick Laine. Obviously, he didn't have... 22 and a half. 22 and a half, yeah. Like, he's four years removed you know? Yeah. He's he's not even hit his peak yet. And, like, Patrick Laine is is 23. And there yeah. are so many people out there being like, oh, he's a bust. Yeah, but look at the player like Laine trade. It was two busts being traded. And they go like, yeah, and I mean, look at, look at what Laine did this season. Pierre-Luc Dubois yeah. is a monster in Winnipeg. Yeah. I'm a huge Dubois fan. I was so sad when we traded him. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I understand. Like, but he doesn't have the monker punisher of pucks, so it's fine. You, you yeah, got like, that instead. <laughs> the only, the only thing is, like, I would, I would have loved to see them on a line together. Like, yeah. I think a Lina and Dubois playing together could be just incredible. Um, unfortunately, yeah. you know, that's not going to happen. But like, there's, there's, there is this thing in in hockey that if they're not breaking the game at the age of nineteen, then they're useless and then you know like you said like like, we, saw, we saw it with Puli he he left to go back to Finland and suddenly he's a loser and he's never going to become anything and two years later okay he plays with McDavid so okay that's a little bit of a bonus but come on he's he's gotten there himself it's not every one of us could play with Mc, uh, could could get to the chance to play with McDavid yeah so, like he's he's keeping up with McDavid which I think is yeah you know is a, is impressive in and of itself um Indeed and it so is. yeah it's it's always interesting to to think about prospect development and how everyone has a different timeline yeah. and i think um especially when you look at guys that are kind of projected to go in the i don't know the 10 to 20 range maybe i think there's this this i'm i'm not sure about Aslan going that high I'm, i'll be honest i think he might be sort of later um, I, I can see him between twenty and thirty more. Yeah. On the other hand, we we've spoken about this when we spoke about moving Lekkerbeke to center. Yeah. Centers might go. Uh, it's always going to have, you know, an added um, upside. Uh, so yeah, GM has get... draft centers. <laughs> yeah, indeed, because you could. It's easier probably to move a center to the wing than the other way around. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I think you know, you, you're gonna get a good player drafting Ostland. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he will come in, work ethic, uh, 
he he's used to adversity because anywhere in hockey, short players are getting the you know again the Mickey taken out of them and and they're going to be bullied etc cetera, etc cetera, on the ice not off the ice but but you know they, they, they people are going to try to force uh, use force on them to throw them off the park and I, I can see Usland's balance and and ability to skate and agility uh, be helping him in this case where you don't see that maybe with others again first round pick most likely uh, bring him over to AHL I can see that happening yeah so do you think he's a, a candidate for the AHL next season or is he a guy obviously his his rights will stay or his contract is with with Geo Garden at the minute do you think he goes down to the second league or do you think he's a guy that the obviously depends on which team drafts him but do you think he's more likely to stay in I mean like let, let, let's face it it's these guys are uh, you know they're born and bred Jurgen fans so so they they are going to want to stay and help the team up and become a legend of the club in a way being part of that team that brings them up there are two problems with Jurgen going down and and for prospect development in some ways you could either do let's take our prospects and give them free reign and 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 let them play and we will hope they make it or as we see with Hove 71 that is a team that went down last year uh, they had a much better budget though they had one of the richest clubs in Sweden in, in own capital and uh, they just went out and said we want him 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 and him and we're going to go up next year and they're going to do it uh, so they won the first uh, best out of seven games with 6-1 yesterday against the second best team in the league. So, so you know, they and you got would probably look to this do the same thing. And there remains the factor, will the kids get to play? And I can see an NHL team think, no. So they're not going to get the power play time. They're not going to get the... The offensive zone starts that they might need. Then they're going to play on the third, fourth line. So yeah, I'll bring him. I will bring them over to AHL and play them on the second or first line and give them the power play time, build their confidence, getting used to 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 the NHL and, and North American style of hockey. And yeah, I can, I can definitely see that happening from from both ends, from Yugo's end and from 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 the NHL club drafting them's end. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, European hockey is just so different to to North American hockey, I think, and that I think it throws North Americans off, especially when they're like Swedish hockey is weird. But I I I like the the relegation system a lot more. And again, I don't know if that's being English. Obviously, football is is big. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we've been brought up with it, uh, being English and and Europeans and. Uh, we've been brought up with with relegation. It's part of the of of, of the core of, of our values when it comes to sports. In many ways, we don't have the franchise except for the shitty Milton Keynes Dons, because I'm a Wimbledon fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I think it's 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 and I know some American North American players that I've done interviews with are a bit like. You know, it's kind of weird because at the trade deadline in, in North America, the, the worst teams are sellers. In Europe, the worst teams are buyers because they don't want to end up in the relegation battle. Yeah. 
<laughs> so so it, it contrasts very differently in that regard. And that's about all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do another prospect profile with Patrick. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow's episode. We'll also probably do a little bit of a game preview. I don't think there's going to be a ton of different moves for the Blue Jackets, but uh, we'll we'll do one anyway, just in case. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it. We are free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube. I've been your host, Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast over at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.